Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Great to have your company at home and in the studio. We'll get the latest showbiz and sport with Mel Dracina and Titus O'Reilly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Plus very special guest, stand-up comedian, superstar Mel Buttle is here. <laughs> exactly. Big week, big weekend. Of course, it kicked off on Sunday with Mother's Day. What'd you get your mum, Tim? Yeah, just the usual. Cash and cigarettes. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> what did you get your mum? I genuinely feel really bad. I was in New Zealand at the time, but I wasn't in the right town. And I woke up on Sunday morning and asked my mum to move a piano. Uh, you, you forgot it was Mother's Day? I forgot it was Mother's Day and then I heard someone say, what'd you get your mum? And I was like, oh no, I got her an errand. Uh, but Fine line between gift and air task yeah. request, isn't there? But it can be hard yeah. to know what to get mums. Trying to read a mum, or actually a woman's mind, is like trying to eat jelly with a fork, isn't it? It's kind of nigh on impossible. <laughs> Pretty possible Feels doable, today. doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like she doesn't realise you're supposed to set it. Yes. <laughs> the main thing is making mum feel loved. Her eight children and husband Ben know how to make her feel loved on Mother's Day. Forced me to stay in bed, even though I'm awake. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Nothing says I love your mum like house arrest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, lots of reporters spoke to kids about their mums. And this bunch from Little Scholars Ashmore was all schooled up and ready to answer some hard-hitting questions about Mother's Day. Possums jump on my roof sometimes. Possums jump on your roof sometimes? Yeah. Exactly what's this got to do with Mother's Day? Well <laughs> done. That's a bit hard. Answer the damn question, child! <laughs> but that's Channel 9's Paul Taylor. He had a little bit more luck the second time around. What would you give your mother for the best present in the world? Uh, a broom. A broom. A broom. How lovely, how lovely. A little sort of 1980s vibe there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little 1980s. Something to sweep away the possums. Yeah. But weekend today's Clint Stanaway spoke to a couple of kids. What's your mum good at? She's good at yoga and running. Yoga and running? She sounds like she's fit. Well, settle down, Clint. Calm down. <laughs> settle down. Mummy and Daddy still together? <laughs> Thankfully, she can outrun Clint, so yeah. she's fine. <laughs> I was watching the Today Show where Sarah Arbo was missing her parents overseas. Why? Wow, actually, a couple of months. I do miss them. Aww. I love my mum and dad. Well, so they beautiful. join us now. Um, good morning, guys. <laughs> nice to see you. Oh, my God! Are you serious? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. You cheeky boy. <laughs> oh, hey, Mum and Dad. They're in Lisbon right now. Oh, look, that's... Are you going to talk? They've got a still image of them, so yes. that's good. Lovely touch. <laughs> oh, my mum's overseas at the moment. I am missing her too, so yeah, I just want to give her a shout out. Where's she? Liquorland. Um, <laughs> no. Mum, if you're watching, put the bottle down. Um, no. Love you, Mum. Great work. Bottom... <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, look, there was a lot of love this weekend, Mel, with Mother's Day, the Farmer Wants a Wife finale. And congratulations to the happy couples. I'm just so happy right now. Can't wait to see where this goes. Months and months of work. Yeah, a lot of collective yeah. effort in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. 
Far more it's a tax break. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. And, of course, the fallout continues from last week's federal budget. How was it described? Balanced and responsible. That's how Treasurer Jim Chalmers described last night's federal budget. But not everyone's excited by it. It's boring. Yep. Boring. <laughs> The concern, Mel, with the budget is that it could... Spike inflation. Spike inflation. Because inflation was starting to spike. This is Spike, one of three male sea lions <laughs> the US Navy is teaching to play video games. Can we learn a little more? It's part of a research project helping marine mammals live longer and happier lives. <laughs> no, it's... You're watching Seven News. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's, no, it's not overfishing. They just want to play Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, when they heard COD, they thought it was something else. Oh, yeah. um, with interest rates soaring, look, there's big pressure on the Treasurer to slay the... Inflation dragon. Inflation dragon. Inflation dragon. Inflation dragon. Inflation dragon. I'm working on the dragon. Good point. Yeah. That's good. With inflation. One of the big talking points. Boring. <laughs> so boring. Well, let's break down the budget, the big winners and losers. Jim Chalmers all smiles while handing down his first full-year budget. Major winners, the sick. <laughs> to describe him as a major winner? I'm not sure. So, what was the reaction to the budget? Well, Channel 9's Christina Hearn jumped on a tram to hear from Aussies, and I love the timing of this interruption. The middle income workers, more relief. Sure, you have a valid ticket. And that's a sentiment shared by many Melbournians. <laughs> The big names were out spruiking the budget. The Prime Minister, the Treasurer... And my favourite, Tasmanian Labor Senator Helen Polly. But it's been a really big week uh, for us. The Anthony's... Anthony'sy Labor government has delivered. <laughs> the Anthony'sy government has delivered. Look, Senator Polly is focused on two key things. Number one... The $10 billion housing future fund... And number two? And I'm cooking myself a nice lamb chop yep, tonight. Yep, go. <laughs> so I just wanted to check in. <laughs> He's also having in. some eggs over Anthony's easy, so that's great. <laughs> the cost of living crisis, food prices are soaring, but Channel 7's Paul Kadak has a helpful tip. If you know what to buy, you can effectively shop around inflation, winding back bills to this time last year with examples of almost everything you need. Everything you need, yeah. the essentials, Listerine, honey, croissants and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> the pantry staples. Mamma mia. <laughs> I mean, what else is in the budget? Well, as always, there's more investment in scientific research. Scientists conducted a study combining chia seeds with pig feces. Right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Look, the big budget centrepiece was a bulk billing initiative to encourage Aussies to visit their medical professionals. You must take your olive leaf extract. <laughs> I take mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll stick to Listerine gravy, thanks, yeah. Alan. <laughs> Look, Alan Jones' show, Mel. It's part interview, part patient consultation. Professor Flint, thank you for your time. You, Get well. You. Don't forget those tablets. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> eh? Make sure you take your tablets and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Make sure you take your tablets. What's on in Alan Jones' warehouse? Yeah. It's, a new, <laughs> it's a new show. Far out. OK, what else was in the budget, Mel? Well, an interesting new construction initiative. And the new kids' part, where they get behind the controls of heavy machinery. Good idea. Perfect. That would be a good idea. <laughs> of course, it's not just the federal budget, but it's budget time for some of the states. 
Let's head to Tasmania where thousands protested the proposed new AFL stadium. With an original anthem illustrating the outrage getting its first play to the masses. Original anthem. Let's hear from the official protest spokesperson. Tasmanians have had a bloody gutful over your stadium and you're going to stick it up your bum. Yes. Alan Jones said the same thing about the tablets. Yes. Make sure you take your tablets. Let's head to Western Australia. There's the big banana in New South Wales, the big lobster in South Australia, and soon, two hours south of Perth, Collie will be home to the big battery. Jesus. <laughs> Locals are backing the big battery. Locals are positively charged. The big battery, it's coming to Collie? Yeah, no, I haven't heard about it. Positively, <laughs> absolutely positively charged. Some locals, though, a little less positive. And you can stick it up your bum. Well said. We've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheap seats right after this. the cheap seats. Or as some people are calling us... Beauty and the creep. Yep, that's us. <laughs> what was the working title? <laughs> Let's get the latest from yep. Maddie McLean from Kiwi Breakfast TV. Oh, it's your things. Oh, fuck, my thing's falling out. Thank you. You're on here, you're on here, you're on here, you're on here. Uh, welcome back to Breakfast. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I just missed my communications. Look, how you start a show is important, but it's also about how you end a show, and the BBC's Claire Frisbee got it spot on. Well, that's all from us tonight. Look North is back in BBC Breakfast from 6.25. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. There's a dog on camera too, yeah. I will say. Newman, stay with us. Stay, stay. <laughs> well done, Claire. It's appropriate from someone called Claire Frisbee as well. Yes! <laughs> well, sticking with dogs, the Westminster Dog Show was held this week in the US. ABC News Breakfast had a laugh about it and everyone joined in. Extremely good girls. Look at those blow boys. waves. They are serious <laughs> blow waves on those dogs. Lovely dog, lovely dog. Why were you laughing? I just... I just... <laughs> Way to welcome the new girl. You're not really part of this. Yeah. Uh... Absolutely no support. <laughs> well, luckily, we're getting plenty of support from our sponsor, Subway. Subway. <laughs> exactly. The iconic Subway footlong sub. It even looks huge from where we're sitting. It's Whoa. Big... Whoa. <laughs> it's bigger than the big battery. It is that big. And, I, and look, speaking of huge, I just wanted to give a huge cheap seats mention to a local legend, retiring Triple M host, Steve Price. Steve Price has been a familiar voice in cars and homes across Townsville. And I've had the absolute privilege of being a part of their life for, uh, well, in the breakfast show for 32 mango seasons. 32 <laughs> mango seasons. When did that become a unit of measurement? <laughs> no. I'm sad to see that man go. Hello, Subway. Subway <laughs> Of course, the big event this week was Eurovision. And well done to Aussie Act Voyager, finished ninth. And they're in full spirit before the final. Give us a roar, guys, before we go to your Australian grand fans. Final. Three, two, one. <laughs> Wait, where's the audio on that? Do it again. Do it again. Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well done to Voyager. Who are we 
we're sending next year. <laughs> a lot of shows were trying to predict the winner of Eurovision. So Channel 4 in the UK brought in a big expert. Here is Marcus the Psychic Pig. <laughs> Come in, Marcus. Come. I was very impolite. I didn't yeah. put Marcus, yeah. come in. Come in, Marcus. Come on. Right, this is Jimmy. Oh, he might need help. He's just having a think about it. Come on. Come on. I'm not surprised that a pig doesn't want to go on a show called Packed Lunch. Yes. <laughs> Moving on, and it's time to step into the station. Oh, yeah! Prime time. Prime time. We've been off air for a few months yes. and criminals have had free reign across <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Thankfully, we're back to patrolling the news in search of lawbreakers. Yes. <laughs> a brazen thief <laughs> has been caught this week in the act. It's said that love hurts, but on Tuesday morning, oh. a life-size doll became the object of this amorous thief's affection <laughs> during an X-rated raid. <laughs> Look, there was a very telling clue in this story. We know that the thief is clumsy. Obviously not a, a gym junkie because he was struggled with that and he dropped it and then come back in later and tripped over it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Those dolls are expensive. <laughs> Moving on to more crime. Thieves who ripped a post box from its foundations in Oak Park are on the run from police. It's perplexed residents who say they'll have to travel even further now to send mail. How did locals react? This is Victoria Street, Oak Park. <gasps> and something's missing. Where is my letterbox? <laughs> Right, never mind where's the letterbox. Where's her Oscar? I love yes. that. <laughs> Having something go missing is very tough. Yes. Luckily, Channel 7's Anna McGraw has some sage words of wisdom. Because it's only lost if you don't know where it is. Anna McGraw, 7 News. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's head to the US now, where Jacksonville police have a very different way of highlighting local minor crimes. It is that time once again for another spin of the Wheel of Justice. We team up with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office every week to help get wanted fugitives off of our streets. This is News for Jack's Wheel of oh Justice. My God. Let's spin the wheel. Then, so we'll see who else we want to bring to light. Mr. Sarah, John Michael Sarah, 43 years of age. He is wanted for tampering with an electronic monitoring device. I prefer the spin-off dealer or no dealer. Yes. <laughs> the wheel of misfortune. Um, I'll have an S for stealing a sex doll. Um, to be honest, as a game show, I think it's better with the music. Spin. John Michael Sarah. <laughs> Look, if caught and found guilty, he could face a sentence of up to 32 mango seasons. Wow. And that was. Right. We're going to take a break back with more of the cheap seats right after this.
been a lot going on in the world of arts and entertainment to take us all through it. It's our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. Would you please welcome Mel Tresina? <laughs> to see you, Mel. What have you been watching this week? Well, you guys have covered a bit of Eurovision, but I had to bring some of my highlights because it is my favourite televised event of the year after any episode of Doghouse Australia, of course. <laughs> Speaking of Doghouse, you've come as Cruella Deville tonight. Have you... <laughs> yeah. Are there any, do any dogs left in the Doghouse? <laughs> The winner of Eurovision this year was Sweden, but coming in second place was Finland. They were very popular in the public vote thanks to their stunningly beautiful dance moves. Wow. Actually, where have I seen that before? Put that thing back where it came from. Get that thing away from me, you guys. So this week you've been watching Monsters, Inc. Yes. <laughs> Eurovision has been a great weekend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually love watching Eurovision for the voting and crossing to all the hosts in the different countries. Right, we plough on. We're going to speak to Iago in Georgia. Good evening, Georgia. Can you surprised. Hit... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just killed ten children in a chocolate factory. <laughs> There was definitely something in the Eurovision water or butter cheddar. Right, shall we get back to the competition? I said, shall we get back to the competition? Dear me. Bet you Marcus the psychic pig didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Last night, Channel 7 launched their big new reality series, Blow Up Australia. Probably would have workshopped that title a little more. <laughs> Where talented balloon enthusiasts compete to make awe-inspiring creations. But as contestant Matt explains, being a world-famous balloon artist has its downsides. I've worked for the last probably 14 years building my reputation in the balloon world. I'm respected, I'm seen as the best. I'm having a great time. I'm having the best time of my life, creating, doing what I was born to do, as much as it disappoints my mother. She wants grandchildren. <laughs> and when you're exclusively working with balloons, your designs aren't always going to look like what they're supposed to. Brendan's working on some amazing spaceships. Oh, no, that's a spaceship. I thought it was a dolphin with a hat. The face. Oh, you can see that, can't you, guys? That that's yeah. a face. Arch doesn't really look like a space station. Is this upside down? It's upside down. OK. Is it meant to be? Well, it's this. It looks like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> All right, enough balloons. Let's move on. Nine has debuted a brand new show, The Summit. 14 Aussies have to trek to the top of a mountain with a million dollars of cash stuffed in their backpacks. They get to keep the money if they reach the top before the deadline and they've gathered some of Australia's most experienced climbers. I have zero experience climbing. <laughs> Contestant Josh does, however, come with climbing experience. The highest thing I've ever climbed is probably a ladder. Great, perfect. <laughs> Contestants that have a skill are viewed as more valuable to the group. Nurse Kitty comes from a medical background, meaning the group have a highly competent member they can rely on. I heard a great saying the other day. It says, stay hungry and stay... Oh, shit, I forgot what it is. <laughs> and Baker Phillip can bring some much-needed cooking experience to the group thanks to his successful small business. We make, like, novelty donuts. Yeah. So, like, we're known for, like, our boob donuts and our dick donuts. Hey, unreal. <laughs> 
<laughs> yummy. I think they're called churros. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the show has stunning vision of the New Zealand mountainscape, but there's one view we maybe didn't need to see. There's something really rewarding about how far you can push yourself. Oh. <laughs> that dick donut needs a little longer in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> SBS have their own survival show, Alone Australia. It's the summit on an SBS budget. <laughs> and ten individuals are dropped into the Tasmanian wilderness and forced to survive off the land. The contestant who lasts the longest wins $250,000. We met Army vet Chris, who's so tough he doesn't need to boil his drinking water. Should always boil water, they reckon. And you should listen to them. Don't always do what I do, all right? It's good to just have a little sip first. <laughs> Can't really taste bacteria, can you? <laughs> really well, boil your water. You tell me how to live my life. <laughs> life is sick. Uh, he's, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he needs Listerine, some croissants, and gravels. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you guys know that I love a dating show. Let me introduce you to MILF Manor. It's, what? It's a new series streaming on Binge, just in time for Mother's Day, where sexy middle-aged women pursue romantic relationships with younger men. But there's a catch. Whoa! Hey! All right, now. That's my mom right there. <laughs> They're dating each other's sons. This, this feels illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Incest Island. Is that, this can't be real. Is this real? It, it, unfortunately, it is real. But it's not all shock values and salacious twists. There are challenges designed to bring the mothers closer to their sons. The moms get a blindfold and you have to go up and touch all of the young men and figure out by touching their chests and abs and shoulders which one is their son. Can you see why I needed to watch Monsters, Inc. Yes. after this? <laughs> Just for some wholesomeness. Oh, my God. So shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and kudos to the show for asking some of life's most important questions. What do you think is the difference between MILF and Cougar? Yeah, I think that's a quote from Shakespeare or Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone slightly worried about the concept, it's reassuring to hear statements like this. I was a little shocked to see Ryan in the pool. I didn't see that coming at all. I'm gonna be honest, I'm thinking first picking the draft. Like, I'm looking at everything else before my mom. Thank God for that. But she's still an option, so... <laughs> and on that high, that's my week <laughs> in Eyes and Entertainment. Would you please thank Mount Dracina? Welcome back to the Chief Set. As always, been a big week in the world of sport to bring us up to speed from the smash hit Sports Bazaar podcast. Would you please welcome Mr Titus oh, O'Reilly? See you, Titus. Well, we're going to start with the big news from the weekend. The women's FA Cup final was held and our Aussie star Sam Kerr scored the match winner for Chelsea. There we go. Incredible. Now, watch this. This is how she celebrates every goal. Whoa. Amazing. Whoa. Yeah. 
I can almost do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the World Cup coming up, just stop doing that, Sam. That is just <laughs> terrifying. Oh, nice. oh, nice. Now, it was Mother's Day. I know we all celebrated on the weekend, and I wanted to say big thanks to all the mums out there, but especially the mum of Richmond, Samson Ryan. Hello. Who are you? Samson's uh, mum. You're Samson's mum. Wow. <laughs> How excited are you? I know. Belinda. Yes, Belinda. Yeah, tell us about him. Tell us a little bit about him. Well, he's gorgeous. He's tall, like his dad. (laughs) And, um, I don't... What do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to see her on Milf Manor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's happening, it's happening. Uh, Now, during this match, it's the first time that Belinda met her son's new girlfriend. So, just on the girlfriend, just on the quiet... Okay. She's lovely. Is she? Her name is Lily. Is she sort of here somewhere? Or? Yeah, do you want to talk to her? Where is she? She's just there. Lily! Lily! Wait, just put your hand up. Uh, Lily! Oh, no, oh, we, I can't we see can't see Lily. Lily. Yeah, Lily is hiding for her life. <laughs> uh, now, luckily, we actually did find Lily. Like, his brother, was, he's gone down the cricket path, but he could have gone down the AFL path. Just on the quiet, what did you think of Mum? Oh, she's lovely. She's, um... Blasted, but lovely. <laughs> well done. Blasted? Yeah. It's like your mum. <laughs> so that was BT and RBT there. That was a lovely running breath test, sorry. No, I know. I think Lily's single now. Um, <laughs> now, Blue Wiggle Anthony Field has revealed his bold dream of buying the West Tigers in a bid to bring back Balmain to the NRL as a standalone club. He said he would demerge them from the West's magpies. But today I'm Anthony Balmain Wiggle. <laughs> it's time for the, the West to be set free. The little magpies go flying and enjoy themselves and the Tigers get out there and growl again. Uh, you can tell he's from Balmain because he just sounds like he smoked a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, chugga, chugga, puff, puff, puff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, to buy an NRL club, you've yeah. got to have a, a firm financial plan, which he does. It's a reality if I do win the Italian lottery and I'm feeling like I've got a really good chance, I'll do it. Yeah, that's my financial thing after a night out. I look in my wallet and go, I'm going to win the Italian lottery. <laughs> it's actually not the worst financial plan in the NRL at the moment. It's amazing. So a Hollywood star, Ryan Reynolds, buys a soccer team yeah. and the Blue Wiggle buys an NRL team. Yeah, and he can't even afford it. Can't even afford it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Victoria is gearing up for the 2026 Commonwealth Games and they are sparing no expense. Tourists and staff for the 2026 Commonwealth Games of Victoria could be housed in Caribbean. The Commonwealth Games caravans. I mean, is it too much glamour? It's just so exciting. If we win that Italian lottery, it'll (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get a caravan cabin. Uh, To the A-League, and Melbourne City striker Jamie McLaren became the A-League's greatest ever scorer. The McLaren mural was unveiled this morning on Swan Street in Richmond. The artwork put together by fellow Melbourne City striker Hannah Wilkinson. Never do I think uh, a kid from Sunbury would have something so big at Richmond Station. It's not even the biggest bit of graffiti a kid from Sunbury's ever done at Richmond Station. (laughs) It's not even top five.
Hey, big, big changes at Melbourne City. Captain Feathersword's about to take it over, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. He sold off the big red car. Uh, the Giro d'Italia is underway in Italy with a very strange finish to a recent stage. A number of riders falling off their bikes after swerving to avoid a stray dog that had wandered onto the track. Despite being involved in a crash himself, Australian Caden Groves recovered to win a sprint to the finish and take out line honours. Got the trifecta there, Pete. A crash, a stray animal and an Aussie doing well. Got to love it. Yeah, there's um... (laughs) a... The trifecta. The old trifecta. Kids, if you're ever putting money on a trifecta, the stray animal, Australian doing well. That's what you want to go for. As old as time. Uh, to the WNBL, and an unexpected visitor appeared on court on the weekend. Hands everywhere in the keyway. Now try the back driving. corner Step here. Back two. That's a tough look. We can't get that to drop. And we have a child on the court. <laughs> it is uh, Michaela Cairns' daughter. Just wanting to say hello to mummy. Oh, cute. Um, still better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> That kid wants to be there. So. <laughs> it's a huge difference. Huge difference. <laughs> uh, the pro- and if any of Titus's illegitimate children want to rush on stage now, yeah. feel free. Well, that is a basketball team. <laughs> uh, the pro- oh, no, uh, Tim, you've been waiting for this. The Professional Bull Riding yes. World Championships. So you've buried the lead. How yeah. are we only getting to this now? <laughs> now, they took place in Texas, where else, over the weekend. And uh, I know you've been watching Derek Cabola very closely. Here was his great ride. But watch how he comes off the ball. Paul Barber's got a lot to work with here. We have got a new round leader as Derek Kolbaba not only shows off, but shows out. Forget the get off. He's not feeling it at all. Yeah, I think he is. (laughs) Oh, man. You should have seen his toddler wandering. Jake Paul and Nate Diaz had a weird bit of a promotion for their upcoming fight. I'm not sure what they're actually trying to do. Patty cake, patty yeah. Cake. <laughs> it's like two guys at a nightclub and three in the morning that really want to fight. Like, what, when is someone rushing in to stop this? I've, I've had more contact with my social nipple team. I <laughs> now, have a look at this streaker here. This is in the French rugby. It's in Division 2. Watch this streaker come on the field. And the security has no idea what to do. Here he is going down. He's cleaning one of the players' boots. And here comes the chase. This is the worst chase in the history of security and streakers. Oh, they'll get him here. Nope. Nope. (laughs) And they just give up. He walks off. He is the jackpot this week on the Wheel of Justice. (laughs) Some good news there. Hey, we'll be back right after the break. Would you please thank Mr Titus O'Reilly? Welcome back to the team seat. And time for our special guest. Please welcome to the desk, comedian Mel Butter! Thank you so much. Lovely to see you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Just 
quickly gone. What were you being sprayed in the face with? That was spaghetti bolognese. Oh, was it really? Yes. Looked yep. like Listerine, Greyvox and uh, croissants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but a big weekend, Mother's Day, and you welcomed uh, your new child, Harry. Uh, so this is your, your first Mother's Day as a mother. How was that for you this year? It was terrible. My son got me nothing. Um, How old is he? It doesn't matter. He's... <laughs> Never he, too young. Yeah, he's, he's eight months old, but he's unemployed. And I, yeah. I, had, <laughs> I had low expectations. Um, but, no, it's, Mother's Day is a real... You know, when you're in a same-sex female relationship, it's a bit of a standoff. Yeah. Yeah. So how does, how does that work? Did, was there a bit of competitive rivalry on Mother's Day? Oh, I did so well. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I nailed Mother's Day. So what I got for my wonderful partner was at 4.55pm I'm at the shops the day before and I bought a pair of slippers that had dogs on them and one coffee cup, right? Yeah. Beautiful present. All Perfect. I got was a piece of artwork designed around our son on a very special day that a really close friend of ours made. <laughs> Born! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't drink coffee out of a framed piece of art, can That's I? Right. Yeah. No. People at home will know you obviously from your stand-up career but also from a character that you mm. play on mm -hmm. TikTok. Speaking of, of mums. Of, of yes. Lynn, a mother who's become a viral sensation. I wish I got bored. I don't have time to be bored between working full-time and running a house. It'd be nice to sit around and be bored for a bit. <laughs> you've, just, you've nailed it. I can't, I can't tell you how close to my mum that is. Yeah. Minus your the cigarettes. And I, we collabed on that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did they really? yeah I've been in Zooms with your mum all week. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you got off the source to uh, uh, contribute. No, yeah. You know this goes on TV, Tim, eh? Yeah. She's passed out by now. Um, <laughs> no. Love, love you, mum. And she's like the loveliest woman. She's so sweet. Like, yeah, well, that was an AA meeting. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, love you, mum. But Lenny is so close to my mum. I know she's pretty close yeah, to your mum as well. Yeah, she's very close to my mum as well. I think you've hit the nail on the head for Australian mums. Is it based off your mum? For legal reasons, it uh, is a mismatch of <laughs> <laughs> many mums. Now, it's my mum, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's my mum. Um, so when I put a clip up, she goes, I see I'm on the internet once again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Is your mum a bit cautious when you are around, as in because you're probably listening to everything she says, trying to get material? She, yeah, she's dropped off a little bit with names. She's like, well, I won't say who it is, but someone had a colonoscopy and it did go wrong. I won't say because... <laughs> who could it be? One of your four friends? <laughs> I love you get, like, three facts on everyone. Well, you know, Liz, Liz waved at you when you were nine. She's just got that poodle. She's moved up to the country. <laughs> oh, poodle. Yeah, poodle wave, Liz. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you say so? Now, moving on, you weren't always a stand-up comedian. You were a teacher... And you've gone back to teaching since doing stand-up? How did that go? Not well. Not well. <laughs> no, because you think you're on telly and you're a big deal and the kids are going to be like, wow, what's it like? No, no, not at all. They don't like you. They hate you. Um, <laughs> you're cringe. That's a big word I heard through. Cringe, miss. Cringe. Um, so one day I'm running this test for year nine, right, and they're all silently doing their test and I hear myself talking. I hear my stand-up coming out of this kid's laptop who's 14 and he's just there just going, nah. Not funny. <laughs> no, nah, not interesting. Bored. I'm like, what? Oh, bit, of, bit of Dylan. First of all, no laptops out. We're having a test. <laughs> Second of all, how are you not in 
impressed by me. <laughs> you are very successful because I sometimes go out and someone will double take and they and I just hear occasionally they go, that's Mel Buttle. <laughs> and I have to um, severely ruin your, t your reputation. Yes. Sometimes I get hate mail for you as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I get some, saw you on Channel 10 the other night. I'm like, nah, not me, mate. Um, <laughs> Ford wish... CC Bracewell. I'm sorry, I did get, I did I... get the email wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, um, well, we do have, speaking of Mel's and confusion, we do have two Mel B's mm -hmm. on the desk tonight. Not the first time you guys have shared a show. <laughs> this is mm. from New Zealand TV. Mm -hmm. This is a show called Patriot Brains. It was yes. Australian comedians versus New Zealand personalities. What I'm digging for in my pocket there. <laughs> <laughs> what, is going, what is going on there? It, it does look like something's just popped up my ass, doesn't it? Like, Hello. <laughs> What was that experience like? It was great. It was yeah. really great. Yeah. Do you remember, Bracewell, in the last episode of that, that filming, there was some moment, some question came up, and it ended with both of us doing a rap. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> no, because <okay. laughs> no, I think, well, this is the thing, is we, we filmed that show in, in lockdown, I mm -hmm. think, and there was no sort of audience. So what I did was get quite drunk throughout many of the recordings mm -hmm. of that show. Mm -hmm. So I may, what, what happened? What was the rap? Yeah. So it, it was related to a question somehow, and you were like, oh, I used to, I made this rap up when I was 14 or something, and you just went into this full rap about yourself, like... I can't remember it word for oh word. Oh, my and God. Yeah. I'm a popsicle because I'm cold as ice. I'm a paddle pop because I taste real nice. I'm a game of Monopoly just for all the dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't make me sing. No. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a rap me and my, my friend made up mm -hmm. when we were children. But Children, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but somehow, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I also know a rap. And then I returned serve and I was like, well, I'm a rapper, I'm an actor, I'm a rhyme chiropractor, I'll snap your dumb rhymes, Bracewell, and I'll chuck them back at you, I'm rhyme supreme. And I went into my rap and I reckon none of it made the cut. But anyway. Well, I, I think, ladies and gentlemen, Mel Butter won the rap battle. Thank you. The rap battle. Well, Mel's currently touring around Australia. You can head to comedy.com.au for all the details and tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Mel Buttle! <laughs> now, that's how we do our welcome back, Mel. Seven News, do it differently. Good evening, neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to acknowledge their audience. It's a nice, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a nice thing to do. Well, let's get a check of the weather from the ABC. And now it's time for the weather. Here's Paul Higgins. And Mary, if you like mild weather... Oh, hello. Where are we going? <laughs> oh, there we go. If you, if you like... Oh, we're moving again. Well, look at all the stats for you, what the weather's going to be like. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. <laughs> In fairness, I blame the director. This is Spike, one of yeah. three male sea lions the US Navy is teaching to play video games. I was watching this, Mel, and Paul Higgins came back the next night with this. I have warned the robot cameras they will be sent to the naughty corner if they act up again. And if they're really bad, they'll be sent to Channel 10. <laughs> Hello, Mary. <laughs> well, we've nearly got to jump out of here. But no one ends a show like UK's Nigel Farage. You know what I mean, and he does his little turn on the catwalk. Now on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, he does his little turn on the catwalk. Get him off, Nigel. I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. 
that. Good boy. But Where are the robot cameras when you leave? <laughs> we couldn't finish up without awarding our... This is where we honour a reporter who goes above and beyond. And no-one went further for this story <laughs> this week than Channel 7. I'm too <laughs> Now, this, this is where we honour the, the reporters who are doing great work out in the field. Of course, and the honour this week goes to Channel 7's Bianca Carboni. It's the only event that blocks the uh, highway. The four-day festival kicks off on July 27. The full program is on childersfestival.com.au. <laughs> Bianca Carboni, seven years. They're, they're blocking a highway for that, but <laughs> congratulations to Bianca Carboni, our reporter of the week. She takes home the prize. Cash and cigarettes. Perfect, yeah. there we go. Us, thank you for watching. So from Mel and me, it's... Good boy. 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 Good boy.